I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They changed her voice. They're always changing her voice. Were they changing the Zoom lady's voice for? It was this meeting is being recorded. It's because Andrew Tate owns her. Maybe it's because, and we'll get to that. (laughs) Maybe it's because not everything is a meeting and someone got offended that their <gasps> that their podcast recording or their group therapy session or something was being called a meeting and they wrote a letter and they were like, I'm not meeting, I'm doing something else. So now they're like, okay, let's get a meeting out of there. It's like, did you notice a couple years ago when you're at the cash register in the store, they don't say next customer anymore. They say following Wait. Okay. 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 Wait. You, you. I hope you have a hard out, Eddie, because we are already spinning the wheels, and there's much to discuss. <laughs> we thought we'd have nothing. We've got everything. So this session is being recorded. What did she just call it? She said, "Recording in progress." Oh. She sounded like a madman secretary. Like we could be doing literally anything right now. We're we could be doing a commercial. We could be doing, you know, a, a close read of Apocalypse Now. We could be doing anything. So they've vagued it out, as I like to say in my day job. I think a close read of Apocalypse Now with me and you and Casey, and like we could throw Nicole in there. We could throw a dance. It could be very mm-hmm. funny, like a women women's only Apocalypse Now. Right? Um, where would a where would a women's only Apocalypse Now be? Not Vietnam, Zara, which gets me to. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Zara. So why do they say following now? Following when did next become offensive? Ariana, thank you next. I think I think they just thought next. Like it sounds a little low rent. It does. Right. Yeah, but followings like following, like you fucking better. I'll check it right now, cashier. I'm Sarah Armor. This is Molly Molshine. Following. Follow. Follow. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Love stars, rich in Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. And we're still floating through the ether. Sarah tells us that the eclipse in Scorpio is ending. Um, All of the female celebs are in hibernation and men are doing what men do. They're just going out there. They're colonizing our attention span. They're reinstating shit. We are saying, actually, we take it back. Right. Elon Musk will not take a nap. He keeps (laughs) doing stuff. Andrew Tate is doing stuff. And we have, uh, okay, here are the the boldface names. Elon Musk, Kanye West, Andrew Tate. Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about them with a sprinkling of Shep Rose, whose existence I just found out about today, and Pete Davidson and Harry Styles. So which one do you want to start with, Sarah? Sarah's at a secret hotel in Brooklyn that looks amazing. It looks really, um, don't take this the wrong way, kind of like you're in Japan in like a high rise, like you're in Lost in Translation a little bit. 
Okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking that the wrong way, Mal. Consider Good. me in Japan. I think they are chic. And honestly, I know there wasn't a lot of dialogue <laughs> in the film, which is kind of my strength. But if I could create some kind of a Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson connection while I'm here, I'm open to it. I'm I know. That's the thing with the Sofia Coppola film is just the vibe is immaculate. And then right. afterward, you're like, what was that about? Like, I watch the Bill Murray Christmas special every year. And every year I'm like, nothing fucking happened. I have to rewind right. it 50 times because I'm like, wait a minute. Am I missing a plot or is there no plot? And no one can sing. They're all terrible singers. Well, and they let the song go on the whole length of the song. Like Maya Rudolph is like, oh, the snow's coming down. And she's like giving it her all for the full three minutes. And I still watch it every time. Okay, I actually will have to check that out. I, you know, I think it's really like kismet tomorrow night. No, it's is, Christmas. Well, it's <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> because the, the season finale of Bachelor in Paradise is tomorrow. And then it doesn't return until mid-January. And I just thought, wow, Casey thought that she was going to have a little reprieve, but it's like, no case. Just in time for the bachelor's over, it's Christmas Jews time. So I know. She thought she had a hard out. Much like my eight o'clock hard out, it's not happening. It's a little so-so. It's a little so-so. So you said this room you're in cost $84. Okay, so I was cat sitting in Harlem and they had an emergency and so they had to come home for two days. So immediately I went right to the books. I know where to go, when to go. There is a hotel in downtown Brooklyn. Now, traditionally, I'm not a, you know, don't have me on record as supporting or you know, being being branded by the Holiday Inn, but this Holiday Inn on Shermerhorn, I've been here before, is the best kept secret in Brooklyn. First of all, the hotel rooms are so moderately priced. Like, so I just literally went on my phone. I was like, oh, you guys have to come back. No worries. Two nights at the Holiday Inn. There is a sauna. There is a steam room. There is a hot tub. There is a pool. There's a fabulous restaurant downstairs. It's right by Marshall's at the Barclays Center. And, and Target. And Target. All, and Sephora. All the things. And um, you want to catch a Nets game? No prob. Probably not going to do that. But it's available. But... It's like so cheap. And like my view, I sent you my view from the hotel. There's, there's a view of the Verrazano Bridge and the Statue of Liberty, $82 a night. So I was like, you know what? Great. And I was telling Molly before, I think it's wonderful. My car, is the registration up to date? No. Is there a first aid kit? No, 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 no. But you know what? We have no matter what, a pool kit. So we have an emergency pool bag in the trunk at all times. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't know that I was going to go soak in the hot tub later. And yet I will. I'm ready. I didn't know people had a first aid kit in their car. I guess it seems like, I don't know, maybe if I was a people, parent, I would. It yeah. seems like a really good idea, but that's great. It looks great. Um, it looks like your end of the Scorpio shit season is going really well already. Well, I mean, I want to say for anybody who has had the absolute worst month of your life, uh, I know, Molly, this might be the worst. I mean, worse than being called fat by a seventh grader. You have you have experienced all the Scorpio themes in the most. I mean, you don't understand that part of you that always wants to not relate to Scorpio is like, no, you you have Mars in Scorpio in the Scorpio house. No, I love chart. Scorpio. I love Scorpio. Right. But you're like, well, I don't have that much Scorpio. It's like, no, actually, you have actually, much. You have much Scorpio. 
I know. I'm like, actually this month really is like, I'm not trying to compare traumas, but I am thinking a lot about my extremely traumatic middle school moments. And I'm like, this is such a different type of trauma. It's really interesting. Right. It's like, well, wow. That's so, it's like, LOL, 8 PM, much to discuss. I know because because same, I've been having that similar realization, but like where it's just like, right. Like I am able to let go of the things that like I've been just running in my head. Like there's some factual narrative about what I've been through. Not that we should deny our truths or deny our wounds or our traumas past, but I do think that this Scorpio season put into perspective. What do you mean by trauma? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, both of those eras for me, and we'll save this for the Patreon later if we have time, but I think they're, they were both a huge deconstruction of my self-esteem the first time. And this time, which I'm still dealing with, like I will never be back to my prepubescent levels of self-esteem. No one is, but I feel like mine was forcibly ripped from me sure. and by my own actions, but also by other people's reactions. By to the own. culture. It's by the, the culture. It was the culture. It was the culture and it wasn't even individuals. It was literally the culture. But then- yeah. This trauma cycle, I'm like, okay, my comfort with the people around me who I have learned to trust is being ripped away and not through any fault of anyone's, just through the way literal like biochemistry works. So, right. Well, and also I feel like I think I maybe need to take acid again to. fully get through actually would highly wreck or like at least mushrooms like you do need a trip yes. you need a trip within because well, wait, I mean, wait for- real quick I'm not going to expand on this but on the point of mushrooms my Thanksgiving tablescape is mushroom themed everyone check it out on Thursday on my Instagram no sorry say what you're gonna say side note well before I say that I saw something that I almost sent to you and then I held back because I was like is it tacky it was a a charcuter tree that's not tacky. That's really good. I really thought it was up your alley and I was like yeah. so into it. And I was like, I, I actually think I sent it to you on Instagram and then unsent it. Cause I was like, I don't know. Is this like tacky? You know, like if Lindsay's, yeah, yeah. if Lindsay's sequin jacket is a no go, I don't know if you want to do a charcuterie tree for Christmas, but it does seem up your alley. I'll send it to you. Yeah. 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 Send it back. It's okay. Should we get into what were you going to say? And then we should get into the actual news. Well, what I was going to say is like, I feel like in astrology and in the like healing conversation, we talk a lot about like ego deaths and we talk a lot about like the death of a karmic cycle and Scorpio is the energy of death. It is the energy, not for no reason, for rebirth, but it is the energy of like truly, what was the word you used? It was so right. Um, Distilling or no, um. It is the process or deconstructing Scorpio oh. is the process of deconstructing so that you can eventually reconstruct, but usually you have to deconstruct in order to then reconstruct, but it's like it, an entity to happen. It's almost over today. Today, the sun will ingress, but we are at 29 degrees Scorpio with the last degree of Scorpio. And we're reflecting because that is what we do. Scorpio season. We reflect on what has been stripped away from us. The actual truth of things which oftentimes like you said isn't about anybody's like fault or anybody's it's like it just 
it's it's just the sort of like it's like the growing pains i always tell lucia because her chart is like all scorpio i'm like you're the bowels not that anyone it's not a compliment necessarily but it that's what scorpio is it's sort of like okay we eat the food we shit the food but what happens in between scorpio processes the food and turns it into waste this weekend elon musk who as we all know finalized his deal to buy twitter about a month ago he reinstated three of the most controversial banned parties on Twitter, <laughs> uh, Donald Trump, Kanye West, and Andrew Tate. Now, I don't want to give any of these bozos too much airtime. Short up for y'all. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Tate, I barely even know who that guy is, and I don't want to. So the thing about him is, like, he just kind of... He's one of these guys that that like hates women and cloaks it in like, I'm just being real. I'm just being for real, bruh. This is what women want from you, like kind of kind of deal. <laughs> right. And yeah. Um, and he was he was booted for like hating women. Kanye was booted for anti-Semitism, obviously saying he's gonna go death con three on the Jews, Cute. which is hilarious because there is no death con it's what death is that actually wait okay wait yeah can we unpack that real quick so he said he was going to go death con yes three on the jews what did he mean by that and what is the actual saying it's death con with an f and three is like the most chilled out one this is actually a joke in the office where <laughs> they're like no you mean death con one like that's the most serious it's like a military thing i think oh. they're like okay we're going death con one death con one like death con three is the most chilled out and <laughs> death con is not anything so that was yeah i also like that's this actually is so there i'm trying i wish i was like faster on my feet right now because there's something so funny about that like we'll, I know we'll, that we'll return with good jokes next up on that we'll, we'll ruminate but like there is something really funny about like not only did he get the name so it's it's actually defcon yes but three that's like saying like you know sometimes it'll be like there's like red alert orange alert terrorism bad air or whatever right. this is like yellow alert the air so is a like smoggy right like it's like blue alert it's yeah. like eh. which is <laughs> i mean i think that is what he meant like i think he was going for a hyperbole but he freudian slipped into saying i don't actually I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And like, and revealed himself. And then the funny thing, he went to bed. He went right to bed and he didn't even go DEFCON 3 until the next day when he found out he was banned everywhere, which is so funny and also terrible. And then Donald Trump obviously was for uh, the insurrectionists, uh, that, that stuff. That's how he finally got <laughs> the boot. Um, so one thing that's interesting about this is Elon has posted today, well, you know, I am not going, someone tweeted at Elon and was like, are you going to let Alex Jones back on? Alex Jones is the Sandy Hook truther guy. Um, and he was like, no. So really weird thing about, about Elon's recent tweets. He's been getting very biblical and it's literally over the last like 36 hours. Oh my God. Oh my God. You must fill me in. I'm that is so, yeah, I don't know anything about that. What do you mean? So he tweeted, uh, Donald Trump is coming. He, he he did a poll about whether Donald Trump should come back or not. And he said, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, which means the voice of people is the voice of God. Okay. Um, then he, when he was asked about Alex Jones, he said something like, 
he who mess with the messes with the children has no justice something i don't remember what the quote was but it was a bible quote about how if you like if you fuck with kids you're irredeemable um and then there was one other thing oh he he posted a uh a meme that said lead us not into temptation and it was a woman with a twitter bird covering her butt and donald trump looking at her so Wait, all- wow. Like even the yeah. fact that Donald is in the meme biblical meme statement from Elon. Right, like Elon is getting biblical. He is whoa. He's clearly going through this thing where he finds himself with a godlike authority over a social media platform that shapes the news and shapes people's perception of the world and instead of humbling himself and saying, ooh, maybe I should have a panel that helps me decide these things. No, he is literally like the Sistine Chapel pointing at the people that he wants back and quoting the Bible. And then someone said, like, he he thinks he's God. He's taking on a godly role within the Twitter sphere. Um, so then, which I'd also like him to un- shadow ban me. I hate when people say they're shadow banned. I used to have like, a viral tweet every two months and i'm lucky if i get two faves these days and Bro, i don't no, think the internet, quality has gone down the internet has among other things this scorpio season like I, it's official the internet has broken my heart and no yeah. i i'm sorry about all your childhood trauma blah 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 i was the mayor of montclair i i, I was a successful kid i mean the real truth is if you guys want this for the patreon if you want this for the patreon i can explain it via the astrology because wherever your ic is which is like the experience of your home and your childhood is always opposite of what your mc is your legacy long term and so for a lot of people myself included that have leo ic's the journey into figuring out exactly what to do with their career is often a deeply heartbreaking one because there's this expectation put on you as a kid that like, you're the star, you're the king, you're the king, you're the you're star, god. you're a god, you're, you're the voice, you're the leader, you're the voice. And then you, you sort of like travel through life. It breaks your heart enough. And then you're like, my midheaven's in Aquarius. I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of part of the ether. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's not about me. No, Aquarius can be godlike in its own way, but you're more, an Aquarius is sort of more of an anointer. Well, it's why I've, it's why when I started learning astrology, I did pivot my sort of like long-term business plan into being like whatever happens with the moon, you will, whatever, like, because when I learned that my midheaven was in Aquarius, there was this part of me that was like, oh, whether I'm, a star or not, I might have to be like the network or I might have to be a part of the networking or the broadcasting because Leo is the like, I'm the voice that's performing. Aquarius is the stage that it's on and the people that are seeing it. So, you know, it's been kind of an interesting journey, but all this to say, that I have no idea what I was saying. What was I about to talk about? Uh, why Elon is acting like he's a god. Oh, well, no. What I think is interesting is that... Wait, there are so many Aquarius comedians, by the way. I actually remember this without even looking it up. Um, Chris Rock. I'm pretty... Ellen DeGeneres. John Belushi. Jimmy Durante, an OG from the 50s. Um, Benny Hill. Bill Maher. Patton Oswalt. Rebel Wilson. 
Come on. Aquarius is a comedian. Okay. None of those I still have are, a shot. I still have a shot. You're not the network. I know you want to be the network. This is what being the network looks like. It's what Elon is doing right now. Flailing. Right. Well, which is having for the, record, get- for the record, I don't want to be the network. But when I understood that part of my success was, I mean, but even when we look at like, when you look at Chris Rock and the subject material that he covers, I mean, a lot of his stuff is very. It's big picture. Big picture. That's so, like, you. Right. So, well, I think what it is, is like old, like younger Sarah was like, here's my, here's my funny stories. I'm the star. Whereas now evolved older Sarah may do stand up comedy that actually has like more of a message or more of a. A, more of a humanitarian sort of act. More, more analytical. It's more what analytical. we're doing on this podcast every week. Talking Honestly, about the big picture and why right. these things matter and why people care. Right. I mean, astrology is ruled by Aquarius. And yeah, it's like, right, making it more broad, making it more yeah. less about me and more about my experience for the people is anyway, anyway. And again, well, to to be the network, you have to scrounge up $55 billion to buy the network. You were not right. doing that. That's boring. I, I agree. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be the network, but I do understand that there is some interconnect. Aquarius is weird because it's like the sign of independence, but it's interconnected independence, which you have a, your Venus is in Aquarius. So you sort of have this where it's like, intellectual connection is actually like the ultimate aphrodisiac you attract and give love through these higher level intellectual conversations that is like the key to your heart oh yeah that's my love language that's my family it's like literally every time i have a good show like a good right nick is like do you have your comedy boner tonight (laughs) when i come home from a good set i'm like all right, let's like make a baby or something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Nothing turns exactly. on more than like feeling intellectually charged up. Yeah. Do you want to hear a good tweet I had this week that didn't get enough love? And this is what I need to talk to Elon about. Okay. This story came out in Business Insider that there's this new class of VCs and Elon is one of them who have, they basically believe in the premise of idiocracy. They believe that smart people are being outbred by dumb people. And they need to pass on their genetically superior genes by breeding with other tech people and having as many children as possible. Oh and this one couple, my God. yeah, they're striving. They're striving to have eight kids. So far, they've got three. Their names are like Torsten and Tungsten and Magnus and these crazy nerd names. <gasps> and they want, they're like, if our eight children have eight children, then it will only be 11 generations before we outnumber all the dumb people or something like that. It's absurd. So I was like, and they both have glasses. So like, I, I wish someone <laughs> would hear them say this at a party, like have them be like, I'm going to outread all the dumb people with my superior genes and just go, okay, four eyes and walk away. Like, wouldn't that be so funny? But, so my tweet was, these people don't understand that by overbreeding, they're only giving the hot people even more power. Like they're going to accidentally create a ruling class of the hot minority. There's going to be fewer hot people ever before because these nerds are breeding too much. And then all of a sudden, like, it's going to be so rare to be hot and the hot people are going to become president. Like we have plenty of smart, educated people in this country. We still like a hottie has an edge. Oh you my know? God, of course. And like, if we've learned anything this week, at, as we round out Scorpio season, if we've learned anything, it's that like a tech nerd is only as smart and powerful as their fraud is not 
exposed. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's so true. And like there, you can say that about a lot of industries, but tech more so than anything, because it's moving so quickly and everything is so like, you have to give me $9 million for this startup now, or else you're going to miss up, miss out on 80 million down the line. Like it's, it just moves so quickly that like people, the smoke gets in, you know, like Elizabeth Holmes and stuff. Well, and I think that because wait, you were, you were saying why you're pissed no one in your town likes your tweets or something. Nobody ever anywhere likes my tweets. I, my tweet, I barely tweet now because of how disheartening it is. And when I post on Instagram, even if it's a tits out bikini pic, I'm, I'm hoping I put, I, I push 80. I'm okay. I get, right. I, when we first, yeah, I just like, I, I can't believe my lack of traction on the web, but then I think, okay, not only are they all just saving all the likes for their children and their children's children, but it's like, based on what you just told me, but it's just sort of like, I don't think, well, I think that it's just like, I think that we are in like specifically between now and really like March of next year, we are in some really in between, in between times. Like there are some major outer planet uh, changes that are happening that will, that will rewire the elect, the that will rewire the collective sort of connectivity sphere. Mm-hmm. Pluto is moving cap. Uh, Pluto is moving. Saturn is moving. Like there are just Neptune is moving. Like there are major energetic shifts underway. So really like between now and the end of, between now and the end of the year, it's really like closing time. And then from January to March, even though it's, we're going to be walking blindly into it, we are going to be, Taking this Mars, the effects of this Mars retrograde, it's sort of with with our our double mindedness healed, we're going to be able to walk forward and know like what we're passionate about, what our work is, what the essential qualities that like if we were in a room alone, we would have and we can take and like do something with. We're going to know all of that, even if the world continues to be crazy around us. We're coming into sort of a higher expression of, yeah, old trauma be gone. I'm now newly traumatized. It's a whole new world. Right. Well, here's what I think about the development of social media and the internet. So when we first, we're in our mid thirties, when we first got on the internet, you had to go find cool stuff. You had to type it into a search bar. You had to kind of know where it was. And then once you found something, you would like stick to it and refresh it every day and like, love it. After that, Facebook, MySpace to a lesser extent, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they start to pop up Snapchat uh, TikTok now, um, you don't have to look for anything. It gets served to you on a platter. Right. TikTok and Instagram reels are that on steroids. So like there was a moment around 2014, 2015, maybe when I had a crop of interns where none of them knew how to Google anything. I would say to them, Oh, interview a dermatologist about such and such beauty story. And they'd be like, okay, how do I find a dermatologist? And these were people that were like in journalism school. And they would be like, where do I find one Instagram? And I was like, uh, you can try to find it on Instagram. But I think if you Google it, it might be better. It it didn't occur to them to Google things. So like now we've gotten to this even, even more passive. I was going to say lazier, but I'm not going to say it even more passive place where you're not even looking for posts on Instagram to double tap, you're literally sitting there like a Wally person. 
like just having it go and go and go and go. And that's why engagement on personal content is not doing as well. The only content that's performing well, I think, on Instagram, TikTok is stuff that's designed to appeal to a really wide audience. And that's, and even then you might not get engagement. You're just going to have people passively watching it. And that's why we always say social media is a pyramid scheme and it's designed to make us think if we just keep posting and posting and posting, eventually we're going to make money off of it. No. And I'm saying this to myself as much as I am to you and everybody else. If you want to be a professional poster, keep posting on social media. Do you want to be a professional social media poster? No. Do I? No. I want to write books and movies and screenplays and jokes. Well, it's all the same. Everything we say is (laughs) it's all funny. We're just talent of the town. But right. Same. Same 100%. And like, even for me, like, I'm like, all right, Sarah, like I I watched like a tutorial. It's like, here's how you get like a super duper amount of likes on your reels. It's like, oh, you just use this trending audio. And so I was like, all right, let me mess around with it. But then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use like this 15 seconds of a song that I have otherwise never heard of in my life just to be like on trend so that you randoms like I I've never been a follower Mm -hmm. and even if I'm next in the grocery line you can call me next thank you like the thought of like posting a song that wasn't authentic to exactly what I was feeling that like it's like I'm not making you a mixtape with songs that I think will do well on your heart I'm gonna make you a mixtape from my heart like right so but anyway all this to say I do think that social media, social everything is changing. I feel like this Saturn in Aquarius transit that we've been moving through that's almost over has been about like, it's about social distancing. It's about like what the challenges and benefits are of communicating remotely or how the internet works. Like all of this going on towards the end of this Saturn in Aquarius transit, even we're talking about like Elon and reinstating Trump and Andrew Tate and, you know, but, but if you use Elon's name as your handle, you're banned. Like all of this is very much the Saturn in Aquarius playing itself out. And by the end of this transit, Saturn will move into Pisces and there will be a bit of an artist revolution. So keep writing the books. We'll keep working on our actual work. It will balance out in the end because no social media and being like, that's why like, like the bachelor coverage is so like now that Casey and I are looking at it through the lens of like, oh, this is a corporate business track. It changed the whole thing because it is, it's like, oh no, this is like, like some of them are employed by ABC after their seasons. Some of them are, you know, it's like, it's like, it's everything Everything isn't what it seems at the moment. And I think part of the Scorpio season lesson is that when you do that deeper inner work or where you deal with real trauma or real shit that like was not like convenient or like on your list to talk about with your therapist, it was just like, whoa, something hit me like a bus. And I'm now having these feelings that are about what it's about, but are also bringing up all of these other feelings. There was a, hopefully what you got out of the last 30 days as painful or sedentary or isolated as, as they may have been. It's like, there is a sense of, first of all, you really get the energy of what that's, that change from Scorpio to Sag is. Cause it's like, get me the fuck out of your Sag. Let's party. It's holidays. It's Christmas. Spend money. Like whatever, make love, like all good, jolly. But, but Scorpio season really is for that death rebirth, rebirth process. And I do think that part of what we should all emerge from this season and, and this year with is a knowledge that no matter how many followers we have or how much money's in the bank or how much we weigh or whatever these like 
external measures of success are that actually in our in our true selves there's work that we're here to do and we're either doing it or we're not and it's really as simple as that and if you actually recommit to the work that you're here to do and do it with love and do it with heart and do it with passion the likelihood that you will be successful moving forward no matter come what may of the social media sphere you will find success because your work is needed on this planet not your real with i've got a record player you don't need another right. one of those. It's like the only time social media works is either if, like I said, you make it your entire full-time job and you're thinking of content all day, every day, and you don't have a life or you're posting cool stuff as a side effect of the actual cool life you're living. But if you're just kind of sitting there consuming it and hoping that once in a while, you'll get a bolt of lightning and post it and it'll go viral. It's like, yeah, that's probably going to happen, but uh, it's ephemeral. That's just going to then go away unless you do five more the next day and literally make it your job, which would make you miserable. I used to be around influencers all the time for work. They're the most miserable fucking people that I've ever met with the exception of a few who were creative and cool and literally just doing cool shit and happening to post it. You know, no, but I mean? it is, a, it is a real job for sure like yeah, it is a full, full and like these sort of like like I was a comedian I was an artist I was a whatever but like now I'm an activist like these people that that like are just using like cultural using like cultural trauma to like get into the conversation is like so that is fucking dark it's so dark <laughs> So Elon came really close to doing what you're talking about, which is like using your lessons and your trauma to kind of improve things and and have a better outlook on the world. He came very close to doing that and just felt like, in my opinion, the tiniest bit short because someone tweeted at him after he freed Kanye, Andrew Tate, and Trump from Twitter jail, which by the way, Trump has still not tweeted. I think he's still annoyed at Twitter in general. So he's... He's not going to be able to resist forever, but he still hasn't tweeted. I believe he made a statement that was like, what a nice, what a nice, uh, you know, olive branch for my good friend, Elon. But like, I prefer to stay on truth social or whatever. He's like, well, okay, okay. I think he has an investment in truth social. So, but I mean, now, especially with Twitter in the news as heavily as it has been, there's no shot in hell that truth social will actually you know, break out in any way, especially since Twitter's actively trying to appeal to right-wing people. So. Right. And Trump would never miss this media moment. Right. And the fact that he does think he's running again in 2024, it's like, you're, you, he's not going to stay off Twitter. Well, but let me anyway. just say the, fa- yeah, but the fact that he launched, like the fact that he announced his, like we were talking about Lindsay, La- Lindsay Lohan's comeback. The one thing that I failed to mention and what I think is true for Trump is that while they both are kind of trying to make these comebacks that of things that have previously existed, he was president. She was a movie star. This is Mars retrograde. So anything that is like launched during Mars retrograde either will stick because it's like a revisiting of work that you actually separated from originally, or, and I think in Trump's case, because of his particular placements, I think because of when he announced, it's almost impossible that he will actually make it to the election. Yeah, I don't think so. I just don't think, I just don't see it. But anyway, after Elon welcomed back Trump, Tate, and Kanye, I almost said Joe Rogan, Mm. because 
same genre. But after he said yes to those three, someone was like, are you going to let Alex Jones come back on? And he was like, no, I'm paraphrasing. I draw the line. He said that Bible quote or whatever. He was like, I held my firstborn in my arms and felt him take his last breath. His firstborn son died of sudden infant death syndrome. So I have a real hard time like giving any grace to someone who would mess with like parents that lost a child for to for their own personal gain. And it's like it's just really funny though, because it's like if Elon's whole thing is about like free speech, like return freedom to speech, it's like unless you say something that personally offends me. Right. It's like, okay, Elon, <laughs> so you are literally exactly like everyone else. Yeah. Like it's like you're, you're not allowed to make fun of me and I don't support anybody that doesn't support mourning parents. It's like, okay, well, all of a sudden the rules of what hate speech is just drastically changed. Right. And you're the one who's writing the book. Right. Forget about all Jewish people. Right. <laughs> like they'll be okay. Just or you know, like Andrew Tate, like all women. Right, exactly. It's, or, you know, democracy. These are right. all things that we need to have a, a, you know, a place to debate whether Jews control the media. No, we don't. We absolutely don't need to. De- I mean, I liked what Jon Stewart said where he was like shutting people down isn't the answer because these are these are things that are very easy to disprove. Mm-hmm. And I think talking about it is the way to disprove it. But yeah, it just it is like, I don't well, know. It's just it, like, well, it's like there's not even enough Jews on planet Earth to like. Like, if the Jews control the media, it's not alone. They don't even make, we don't even make up a big enough population that we could have a super monopoly on anything. Right. Other than, other than Israel, I guess. Well, my parents and I control the media more than. Right. <laughs> more than I do. You're at least getting six likes on your tweets. Shit. I work for the media. I have for 10 years. My parents Same. did for their whole career. Like. Same. It's so, so whenever I hear that, like Jews control the media, first of all, I think it's funny because I'm like, where are you getting that idea? Like right. literally, where did that come from? It's so weird. And then I'm also like, this is Mulshine Erasure. <laughs> oh my God. Stop Mulshine Erasure now. Yeah. And Mulshine Erasure. That's the new. And Mulshine Erasure. Read. <laughs> I control it, bitch. Yeah. Not the Jews. It's Molly. That's why it's not profitable because it's right. me. I suck with money. No, it's not because you suck with money. It's because you're a, you're a, you're a purveyor of the freedom of speech. Yeah. Well, now, because I said that people are going to think I was alluding to the flip side, which is the stereotype that Jewish people are good with money. So that's not what I oh, meant. No, I want to say as from one Jew on Zoom to a non-Jew on Zoom, I just spent all my money on this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> not but that's that not what I meant. Not that good with it. So yeah. no one take it that way because what I meant is I we're can't lovers. Do, we're lovers. Right. I can't do paperwork and taxes. I can't do it. Oh my God. Do you know what I did this weekend? I said to, I asked Nick, like, how does a car actually work? Whoa. Do you ever think about how a car actually works? I do actually, because sometimes like when I'll go to the auto body shop or whatever, I'm I well I I find myself thinking like what are you doing in right. there? He was like there's pistons that push air out and the air gets caught on something and then that pushes something else forward and I'm like what if they had iPhones since the dawn of time cars would have never been invented who the hell figured that out 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, who figured that out? That's absurd. And then I was also like, why is gasoline called gasoline? It's not a gas. It's a liquid. But then I realized it's because oh. the fumes of the gasoline are what power the car. Oh, my Mommy. So I think that's maybe where it came from. I was what is this a so- master class? I don't know I, what the fuck you're talking about. I was I, dead I, sober when we had this conversation. I can't but believe he even had answers. He's really smart. That's he's a Scorpio. He's the, he's oh, the yeah. Owl. So of course he of course he would know how the inner workings of the things work. Of literally everything from cars to the banking system. Yep, yep, yeah. Scorpio. Yeah, everything. He can just literally immediately get in there. Like if you ask him to like get into something like today he was like oh one of the radiators radiators isn't working and like the electrician came over and was like oh we just have to turn off all the boilers and turn the thing back on again and nick it was like a light bulb switched in his head and nick just did it before the electrician even got a chance to come back and do it because and i'm like i would have never what is a boiler right a boiler oh no but no but molly like what is a boiler you're making a strong case for a boy because this is what we're looking for i am not a misogynist like andrew tate i do not believe you own me but i do believe that my pussy should own you and that you should do all the man stuff right and i'm not insecure about it because guess who wins the wordle every day yeah no shit no shit I don't need to know mechanical engineering. It's that's why like we're a great pair because I, and this was with my dad as my witness with wordle as our witness. I know my dad now the most Virgo wedding speech ever. My dad's father of the bride speech was about how I'm good with words and Nick is good with numbers and engineering. And so we're, we're uh, going to have smart children. Very Virgo. And, mm-hmm. and, and you hear that smart readers we're gonna have smart children we got math we got science we got language arts moleshine mcdade's kids are gonna crush your fucking eight weirdos right i will go head to head with any vc on the new york times crossword puzzle i i feel confident saying that i think i could get it done quicker you heard it here first sorry that was such a tangent no i loved it yeah fucking see us See us, see us with the pencils, bitch. But like, but like we were saying, like you were saying, some stuff guys are good at. Guys are good at getting out there and sorting out some bullshit on Twitter for no reason that doesn't help anyone when the rest of the world is like, hey, excuse me, we're in the ether right now. Right. Like guys are going to be oblivious to that and do practical things. And I'm not saying that women aren't, some women definitely are that way, but like it is a predominantly male trait, I would say. Okay, so can on this point though, can I ask a few Elon Twitter questions to you that maybe you have a, more of an insight into than I do? Yeah. So Elon decides to reinstate Trump, Kanye, and Andrew Tate, right? Yes. First of all, what do all these what do all these men have in common? Gemini, but we'll come back to it. They are all. We have. Uh, Kanye, Gemini. Tate's a Gemini? Tate's a Gemini moon with a Sag sun. Almost to the... Tate is reverse chart Trump. I can't wait to tweet this and get no engagement. (laughs) It's for us. It's for our archives. This is such a perfect thing that would, like, blow minds if anyone read my tweet. If anybody... Somebody... You know what? One Sandy at a time is what I always say. One, One... 
leaned in. It's not a following. It's one follower at a time. So I think it was good. But yeah, there is so much Gemini energy in all of these charts, which does not surprise me, especially because, like I said, we have Mars going retrograde in Gemini right now. So a lot of the action, the aggression, the vital life force energy is being placed inward, or if we're talking about in a collective sense, things are being revisited, redone in the area of what is Gemini, language, communication, Twitter, how we, and then Saturn in Aquarius, really controlling and ruling and giving us some lessons and some like giving us blessings and also consequences of that Saturn in broadcast, that Saturn lessons moving through Aquarius, the collective, the broadcast, what we are, what, what we are like feeding the masses and, and what, what does it mean to be responsible for that? So I guess my question is in the, if, if you could sort of, sum it up in the like mind of elon mm-hmm. what constitutes hate speech like like is there anything that andrew tate kanye west or donald trump could do that would be very predictably like them other than changing one of their handles to i'm elon musk or to talking about parents who've lost children is there like 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 why, why, what, what constitutes hate speech in Elon's world and why bring these guys back? And like, will it last? Here's the thing. I don't think he cares to define hate speech in any way, because I think he thinks it's like a liberal term that he's like, shuts- if I hate it. I hate it. Right. It's just that he, to him, that's like a liberal idea that shuts down freedom of speech. I think he might be willing to admit that he is child emperoring this shit, you know, like just think you think you admit it. I think he might, because if you really pushed him and you said, Elon, why is Alex Jones? I mean, Alex Jones also, to be fair, was prosecuted and found guilty of an actual crime that stemmed from what he said, which I don't think is ruled hate speech because it's not like children are really a protective class in terms of speech, but like, it's like, he was tried for a crime. His words were deemed in a court of law to be harmful to people in the amount of like a billion dollars. So that would be a good way. That would be a fig leaf for him to be like, well, yeah, that's why. But when it comes down to it, it's just because it offends him. It's just because it offends him. Like, it's just everyone complains about identity politics until it's their identity that's being, mm. that's on the chopping block, you know, like everyone thinks everyone else's neuroses are stupid and annoying. And then someone chews in my ear and I have a panic attack. So like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I, I don't think he has. Yeah. So that's the answer. I don't think he has a concept of hate speech. I think he's, he's clothing this no imposter thing in, oh, it, it it doesn't help the platform to run smoothly when in reality it makes him look stupid. And I think he's clothing the the not letting Alex Jones thing back. It is his own personal thing that bothers him. And he's pretending it's because he'll, if, if someone pressed him, he would say it was because of the lawsuit. Right. He can hang his hat on. He was found guilty. Right. So I think there's a lot of mental gymnastics going on. And that's why I was saying he... He almost did what you're saying everyone needs to do after this dark period. He came so close in seeing, hey, you know what? Some things really are beyond the pale. And 
looking at Alex Jones, this this is instructive for me to come up with an actual policy instead of just, I don't like that, but I do like that. You know what but I mean? But he doesn't have an actual policy other than like, I relate to the parents' pain and therefore. Exactly. And he's not going to make it a policy. Right. I mean, th- that would be like a, a hilarious thing to write in a handbook. Right. And Nobody not- that hates on the parents of children who were lost allowed on Twitter. Right. It's like, I mean, lucky for him, that's a very niche <laughs> yeah. uh, group. So it's not. But it's something- like, sorry, I didn't go ahead. No, you go. Well, okay. Cause then I think about like, like, so Andrew Tate, if anybody doesn't know, Andrew Tate is a, you know, he's a YouTuber who runs cam websites and is a vocal self-proclaimed proud misogynist who feels that being a pimp is the least you could do for the hoes. And that's really like, say that. Oh yeah, like so when I was driving, when when we were texting and I was on the way to the hotel, when you were like, we could talk about this, this, and this, I'm like, let me get into Andrew Tate a little bit. So I listened to a few like like sort of bios of Andrew Tate, a couple news reports on just like I just was catching myself up on this whole on who he really is. Cause I've sort of like I kind of knew but only because it was getting so much attention, and then I was like, I that's like bad vibes only. Like I'm not getting into it unless we're gonna talk about the pod. Right. So I'm like, okay, today we'll talk about it in the pod. And so I'm listening to all this shit, and it's like, you know, no, he yeah, he's like basically he was raised by a poor but prolific chess player, lol. And then the dad, the dad, dad Irvin, was a, a, a prolific chess player, but like, you know, it's not a lot of money in chess. So he was like literally like at the heart at the park hustling, like for playing chess, betting for cash on his own chess game. Kind of baller, but he has his son, Andrew, Andrew. So Andrew does not come from wealth. Andrew made it his life's work to, there was an interview I listened to where he was like, either I'm going to be a billionaire or I have to throw myself into something that I'm genuinely passionate about so that I can just live my passions. Like if I don't have a billion dollars, I'm going to have to be passionate about something. So he became a fighter and he became like a boxer and he was very good. And I think that's a good rule of thumb, by the way. Like that's why I get so annoyed sometimes with like, the way things work, because I'm like, even if I wanted to sell out, I'm not good enough at anything to get super rich by selling out. Like, I don't have a reliable thing to sell. Well, out that was at. like kind of his. Yeah, like and, and actually like that, like it was funny because I well, the whole thing with him is I understood. Also, he's he happens to be at least in some of the videos that I was watching when I was in traffic. He's really hot. And I understand where you could on first brush without getting deep into it and only on certain like in 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 certain sound bites are you like oh this he's kind of cool like that sort of makes sense like right like if you're not a billionaire but you want to become successful he was basically saying like you have to become the best at what you're doing and you have to throw yourself into it and the only way to do that is like through passion and through love so he became a boxer that's like that's like jordan peterson redux it's the same thing well actually i was gonna say if we had more time we should look at jordan peterson he's 100 jordan jordan he he actually makes jordan seem sort of lovely which is sort of hard to do but well he's got the little curvet voice right how could he be bloody lovely exactly like yeah like he like he's mild compared to andrew andrew so but but jordan too i'll just say real quick look up some of the YouTubes. Cause when he first started popping up in the news, I was like, who is this guy? Because yeah, same thing where his gateway ethos is pretty innocuous, clean your room. 
uh, right. find a passion, get into it. And then you dig a little deeper. And like, I found some YouTube videos from his old college lectures and he's literally standing at the front of the room, Jordan Peterson being like, now men need to do this and blah, blah, blah. And women, you know, obviously women only care about procreating. So that's why they're going to blah, blah, blah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You just made such a leap right. and you're a university lecturer. Like I would also want a refund. A thousand percent. If I was doing any kind of paid program where they were telling me that what I obviously want more than anything is to procreate, I would be like, I'm in the wrong. Like, this is a ripoff. They clearly do not know what, like, that is not true. And that's so insulting. Well, and what's interesting, I just pulled it up real quick. Guess the sign of Mr. Peterson. Gemini. Womp, 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 womp. Indeed. Ugh. He's a Gemini. So here we are. He also it, cannot stay out of the comments. Gemini's. Gemini's want to rap. That's why I'm just like, whatever, we'll record about anything. Let's just talk. Gemini's do need to just sort of like run their mouths. But like, you know, so so we have Kanye's a Gemini son. Jordan Peterson's a Gemini son. Andrew Tate is a Sagittarius son, uh, Gemini Moon. Donald Trump is a Sagittarius. Uh, moon gemini sun so we are here on the on the precipice of sagittarius season with mars in retrograde in gemini and here we are having these conversations about passion and heart and putting out messages that we care about but even if it's not necessarily true or even if it's not necessarily uh you know, loving, even if it creates violence or even if it actually is like a sort of a subcultural, like a, like a subset of people that are actually just like legalized abuse. Like that's Jordan. Andrew Tate's like whole thing is basically like, I own women, men own women. And so he started this big only fan after his boxing career, he started this big only fans ask cam business where he would keep proudly 80% of the profits that his hoes made and oh my God. He, and he set up it's actually sort of a gemini genius moment even though it's not like cool but he basically set them up with a fake computer system so that looked like they were responding to the chat and interacting but really it was just blank and he was having all of the like actual like he was basically doing like like cyrano he was cyrano of the hoe he was Cyrano de hacking it of the host. So like the guys on the websites thought that they were like, mm, sweetie, like, you know, how does it feel that put that butt plug in for me? And he'd be like, mm, daddy's so good. But it was Andrew. Oh, my God. That's so feminine. <laughs> Isn't that, well, right. That's so what's the, so funny. He thinks he's this manly man who's owning the women. It's like, no sweetie, it's okay. Just admit you like want to be a woman and you think you'd be better at it than the women. And you're resentful of the fact that you can't. So you're Cyranoing it. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, literally, that is what it is. And then it's like, so while I texted you earlier, because I'm like, what you talking about? I don't know. When I looked at his chart, I was like, wait, this is actually really interesting because where is his Mars? It is in weak ass Mars ass position ass Pisces Mars. And he has his Venus in Scorpio. So first of all, his Mars. Well, yeah, like it's like his his like the planet of like his masculine virility actually is in the most feminine placement that it could possibly be. And his Venus conjunct his Pluto in Scorpio. Does he abuse women? I'm going to say for sure. That's not to say that if you have Scorpio, Venus, conjunct Pluto, that you are abusive. But in the way that his chart, it's like almost like he has to withhold love and like control and own women. And that is what gives his Mars the feeling. But it's Pisces, the delusion of being powerful and in power when really he's actually just typing and pretending he's a woman oh my god that is so hilarious why didn't anyone tell me that well when i'm telling you funny when i looked it up and i realized oh his mars is in pisces and his and his venus is in scorpio like oh he's doing all of this to overcompensate for some perceived lack of i mean it's not rocket science it's like oh obviously does he hate women no but he does hate himself but he would never address that or or like be clear like he he doesn't know that he hates himself he thinks that he is He's smarter this. than everyone else why didn't any of you other guys think right. of just pretending to be a woman <laughs> well think of controlling all women beating them up if they just dis- if they disappoint you and then also getting to act like them online i mean it's also and it's also like if you think about it too like him sort of like so i guess his father who never made any money but was very revered and sort of this famous i mean to to be good at chess you have to be smart so i also think that he's doing some sort of like a daddy competitive thing where he's like i'm doing chess but for humans right and like the queen is the most powerful piece on the board whoa right and what actually the truth is like he's like yeah uh i'm the king and i'm the queen and he oh my just God. Would never want us to know he's a goofball no one told me this guy was such a goofball i mean i could have guessed it because i mean and let, let's be clear like a super abusive goofball like there was when i one of the things i was listening to like there was like an r kelly type situation where a girl uh, one of the women that he was working with ended up like suing him or whatever and then when the cops came to or, or or went to the police and when the cops came to his house there was like a bunch of other like you know girls in his harem there and they were like we have no idea what she's talking about he didn't hit her like he doesn't hit us and it's like yeah he does yeah he did and like now it's like literally like r kelly's 14 year old girlfriend being like we're in love and it's like all right all right all right all right all right shit well you know but it's like, okay, so he's reinstated on Twitter. Trump's reinstated on Twitter. Kanye's reinstated on Twitter. What is Elon's ultimate point? Is he just like, I stand these bros? Or is he like, this will be good for, for clickbait and business? Like, what is he thinking? Because either way, I mean, Kanye, I think, out of all of them, is the only one where, to me, when it comes to hate speech, oh, 
what Kanye does have sort of, I think, built into the clause of being Kanye is that he's an artist. So when he says, like him saying, I'm going Deathcon Jew, Deathcon 3 on the Jews, to me, especially now knowing that Deathcon isn't even something and 3 is mild, he doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> he's just doing like, you know, he's just... I've said some really mean shit in the heat of anger, or I've said some, even on this pod, I've said some wacky stuff just to like make a point or to kind of be silly or to make a statement or just to be, you know, sort of like push the boundaries. But like Kanye is not only is he, does he struggle with his own mental regulation, but and I think with, in- he struggles with being surrounded by yes people is what he really struggles with. There's a lot of bipolar people in the world yes. who aren't going death con three. Right. Like he would be more, he, there would be some DEF CON 3 on Kanye's ass if he wasn't con, like, it, right. If he wasn't con in, if this guy was behaving this way, right. He could be in big trouble or, or there would be some alternate universe too, where it's like, how did he become a school shooter? Like, it's like, well, the signs were there. But right. either way, I don't think that that's what he's doing. At the end of the day, he is Kanye. He is an artist. I do think he's a lover. Like, I don't see him being a hateful person. I see him being a passionate, angry person but he is a father and i do think yeah, he, he says him. a lot of really possessive fucked up misogynistic things about his daughters already and he says a lot like of what, terrible really yeah like just weird stuff like oh i'm not gonna let chris pimp them out it's like okay then you raise them don't move to wyoming right and well like, that's that is the thing where it's a little bit like that's so gemini though where it's like don't fucking change your mind after four kids dude it's like pretending that kim isn't who she was right. when you married her is so delusional and so fucked up. And for you to talk about that in those terms, you're the one sexualizing your child. None of the rest of us right. were thinking about that. You're being really fucking weird. Like, well, and he says terrible things about women in his music. I mean, I laugh at it because it's clever and funny. I need, I got two white Russians. Now I need some drinks. That's fucking hilarious. It's not even that offensive, but like he, you know, he has always gold digger. That sounds terrible for women, but like, <laughs> It's fun and it's a bop. He's always had this hateful side. He's always had this hateful side. But again, yeah, because he does it in Bob style. And and here's the thing. I do think that like, okay, the gold gold digger, terrible song for women. But not only is it a bop, but like, it is true. Like, there are women who are like, like, I do think that Kanye. And but he, here's why it, I don't give a fuck. Because you never hear anyone talking about men only dating women for their looks, which is the exact inverse that there's no songs about that. There's and there's the only song about that is like Taylor said, you wear short shorts, I'm the bleachers. And like, that's also hating on the girl and not the guy. It's well, like, the, the only other one I can think about, which is a song that actually probably would never be able to be made today is the classic. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So oh, from my personal words? point of view, get an ugly girl to marry. My favorite songs of all time. Oh um, but what I want to say is side note, like perhaps this is like the follow up to Horse Girl. Like maybe we need to write a song about like, why don't you get an okay girl? Right. Like, that's why I don't give a shit about anyone saying anything about anyone being a gold digger. Because I'm like, first of all, like, they're all hot. Right. Like, <laughs> these men right. are hand, like they're hand picking these girls. I have a whole stand up bit about this. They're picking these girls because they're hot. They're not like, oh my god, I just happen to love this twenty five year old's personality. Right. No, like shut up. Right. I don't. I don't feel bad for you. Second of all, they'll be like, oh, she's gonna take half of all your stuff. Guess what? All the guys who say that are still rich. Of course, that's the only you ever hear a guy. 
That's the only reason they get in that position in the first place because they can. A divorce is imminent, bro. Right. And also, my biggest thing that I say is anyone can find a millionaire or billionaire freaky enough to have sex with you and turn a profit off of it. Yeah. The, the option is on the table for every single one of us. You don't have to be a hot 25-year-old woman to do that. Every man out there is actively choosing not to date female tech workers. <laughs> they are. The one with the freaking polyamorous blog on Tumblr? Well, okay, now that is Someone a whole other... Some incel could have had a happy life and they decided not to. I don't, give, I don't give a fuck if there's gold diggers out there. It's a problem affecting no one who complains about it. It's only affecting guys who are too broke for anyone to hook up with them because they want Sports Illustrated models. And guess what? Sorry, you're going to have to bring something to the table for that. Well, and to be fair, though, like it's sort of I mean, it, again, maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but like Kanye Goldigger, like it's it's in a way it's less offensive than it is just like like I don't think he hates dating gold diggers. He's like, I well, think he wrote he's, it. I think he's fine with it. I think he wrote it before he was really rich. And oh. like every other guy who ta- complains about gold diggers, you're posting your own L. You're, you're giving away the fact that no one hot wants to date you because you're a loser like right. sorry that you're not in the echelon maybe just make some money and find yourself a gold digger my right dear. and the biggest tell is that the minute he when he get on he leave your ass for a white girl oh i'm sorry what did you do the minute you became like a music icon and fashion icon you married kim kardashian like i guess hypothetically she's armenian Right, but like he predicted it in his song. He was pissed that no gold diggers wanted him. That's what that's that's what that song's about. That's what it's always about. And like even if it's about when guys complain about that. Well, and it's like even his hate towards Amber at the end of the day, like she was making a ton of money. She was a really high end stripper. Like it's like she didn't need his money. Like uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah, like this is an interesting case where like all of these men are like doing all of this extra effort to like to to share and promote and to produce tons of material about their prowess in the world and well, what they're actually doing girlfriend right, right and it's even like like andrew the fact that you even have to make it like your life's work not only to like own women but to teach men to own women you're terrified of women right you're terrified of women it's like did you listen to the new drake and 21 savage album they like, they, they are so, they, I keep also tweeting about this and getting no faves. The whole album is about how girls have cooties. Like if you. Oh, okay. Now you, I will listen tonight. That's so funny. The title of the album is Her Loss. Oh no. And it might as well be called Girls Have Cooties. It's like, yeah, I had sex with her. I'm not going to text her though. Like, why do you ask? Did someone tell you I liked her? Cause I don't, I'm not going to oh call God. her ever again. That's like the vibe of the whole thing. And it's like, oh my God, grow up. And there's way funnier like tweets and TikToks about it because first of all, <laughs> Drake, everyone keeps calling him BBL Drake because he's, his butt got a lot bigger like two years ago and it looks like he had a BBL. I think he Wait, just probably worked out, but that's the, amazing. The other thing is there's this one song, this one like part of the first song where he's like 21, can you do something for me? And he's like, Oh yeah. And like, they're calling him zesty Drake because he's asking 21 Savage to beat up some guys for him. And then like, so like <laughs> on one hand, on one hand, he's like, 
he's like, ooh, 21. I'm just like wheelchair Jimmy from Canada. Can you keep <laughs> these guys up for me? And then he's like, I don't like girls. Ew, it's so immature. Like you saw Degrassi. You know how I roll. Right, like you're 36 or 37 years old. Like, get a wife. Get No, you don't need to get a wife. Stop rapping about how you're not going to text someone back because you're too cool. Oh, I know. But but it's like, I do kind of feel, though, that like, okay, if we're we're just like connecting all the dots here, it's like, okay, so like the men are grasping for their last like straws of power. Like they're just, they're trying to keep it going. We're the leaders. We're the power. And so then they have, they're like, there's all these empowered voices blasting to the broadcasting about how like we don't text women back we own women like we're going death con five on everybody we you know what i mean it's like all of these like really controlling hateful messages it's it's it is it's like a last ditch effort to like remain masculine when really it's actually like emasculating themselves right and just turning women like i i'm sure that there are like a few women like the the, the ones that were in this andrew tate interview who like whether they're from a different culture or like he moved all of his businesses to Romania because you're basically like allowed to abuse women there legally. Isn't that crazy? And, but it's like, okay, well, if that's where he is and that's what people do, you found, you know, you found a match, you found the right place for you to live. But in general, it's like, I don't know. The thing that's scary to me about all of them is just that these, whether it's the incels or just the, you know, like I did, I also, talking- by the way, keep in mind, Drake has been caught texting teenagers on several occasions, which well, is like, and I didn't even point this out. Someone else tweeted about um, the album and was like, too bad. No one. Cause he, he made fun of uh, Megan, the stallion, which I do actually think was a bit of a misunderstanding because he Tell said me. something like she lie about some shots, but she's still a stallion. Um, and everyone thought it, he was accusing Megan, the stallion of lying about getting shot by Tory Lanez. But I think he was saying you're lying about getting shots in your butt for a fake butt, which is still like. Oh, that actually makes way more sense, though, because like yeah. still a stallion. Like I, I would say that we all can agree the stallions got that ass. Yeah. But so I I think that was misunderstood. But the the hip hop community has been rallying around Tory Lanez in a really fucking gross way after he shot her. But um, someone tweeted, like, if only Megan the Stallion was 17, he never would have said that. Because he got caught. He gets caught. Just look it up. You'll see. He's always well, texting teenagers. And then the, the other thing. I mean, this is sort of a... This might I don't want to say he's always texting teenagers. He has twice that I know. He of. has texted teenagers. Like, even though the like the John Mayer... What's her name? Shilpka? Oh, Kiernan Period. Shilpka. Sally Draper. Like, did he... Like, did he groom her? Or did she just turn 21? And he's always at a... Like, I don't... There's just such a fine line between, like, grooming and, like, just being famous. I mean, being immature, what if you put a 21 year old in front of me right now and said, go out to dinner with them, I would laugh my ass off. I would probably laugh the whole time because I'd be like, this is just a little sweet dodo bird. Like I would never be like the the, the little boy. I didn't get to tell you about the little boy. Oh, God, don't don't say it like that. But he was 23. Wait, well, here's the thing. I get like, no, he no, no, no. I'm making the same point as you. Yeah. I like when I later heard that he was like, thought we were going to really like 
be together long term. I was like, oh man, another conversation that we were in where he truly had no idea what was going on. Right. <laughs> like, no, like every conversation, he wouldn't have even read it as patronizing, but I was like sort of like talking to a child. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they are a child. Your, fl- your frontal lobe's not developed. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't date. It doesn't mean age gap relationships aren't okay, but it does mean there's a huge difference in like maturity level. There just yeah. is. Yeah. And whatever, maybe they're just hanging out. Maybe they love each other. Maybe they'll be, you know, the next big couple. Maybe it'll be great. But I, I just think, feel like, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to switch to why Elon is doing this. Okay. The last thing I'll say then, the one thing yeah. is that the scary thing to me is that for the men of the future, so like for the 14-year-olds out there, for the 10-year-olds out there who who just think like, oh, Andrew Tate's a cool fighter or Kanye's a cool rapper or whatever. Like if they were, it's like the thing about Andrew Tate is like, he kind of then like adopted like the coaching program model. And so a lot of his money is made from these like courses, like kind of almost like the, the, the pickup artist, like where it's like how to get a girl to be your slave and like how to be like the dominant masculine in the world. And no, it's so much like, it is the craziest shit. It is absolutely out of all of them, like the hate, most hateful hate speech that he's spewing. But it's also like, he's, he's teaching these like online seminars that I'm afraid that like some like, it's like, it's like, I do have so much hope for the boys of our youth because hopefully they are raised in a women led society. Whereas like when I see these dominant, prominent assholes getting their platforms back and then like selling courses for $50 a month so we could teach you how to get girls and keep them. It's like get girls and own them. It's like, no, right. keep the 14 year olds clear of that. The reason why like teenage boys right now are having a hard, if they're having a hard time getting girls, it's because they're chronically online and watching porn right and like the way to fix it is not like here's how to be that porn guy which is probably what he's saying in those courses the way to fix it is get off the fucking porn this is where i can't with like you know people have um like like billy eilish one time she was like i watched a lot of porn when i was uh, when i was like 13 14 and it really fucked me up and like all these sex open advocates like like porn stars and stuff were like wow that's so fucked up that she would say that like that you can't there shouldn't be like regulation of the porn industry it's not our fault that a teenager is watching it and it's like no it's not your fault but like it needs to be way less easy for kids to get their hands on like fucking cream pie videos Ugh, I can't thousand, oh my god i can't i love i love that's a real lol yeah Ooh, Molly, I, I don't even know what that is I think I know what it is. It's okay. We don't have to talk about it. But like, I'll tell you it, later. It, it needs to be like, that's why there's a problem with boys talking to girls. It's not because they need to be more dominant masculine. Well, and it's also like they don't, they don't, they're, if they're doing it from the perspective of dominance and masculinity, they might, they might lose the opportunity to find out that they actually like women and that there's a lot of value in respecting women and right as people you might actually find a real connection where you're complimentary and you can act like andrew tate's whole thing is like if a woman doesn't clean she's not a woman (laughs) okay like okay cool dude well how many uh Take my period from me then, Andrew, please. Right. Well, that's like, I I'll, I could pull out, I, I could pull out more um, of the sort of, yeah, he had a lot of choice quotes, but I was driving, so I couldn't like write them down. But okay, why do you think Elon is well, doing this? Okay, I'll say that. But I also want to say people who have that mindset, like, 
there are a lot of men who will be like, she needs to take care of the house. Blah, blah. It's like, okay, then you need to be earning the income of two people. Like then maybe you can have that conversation because that. And if house. we have the income of two people, we can hire someone. Right. No, but I mean, like, if you want that typical structure, that traditional structure nowadays, you can't get by on one income. So sorry. Like if I have to work, you have to also clean. Well, <laughs> not not to mention there was a period, uh, you know, between, between 2014 and 2017, I was living with a man. I was the breadwinner. This motherfucker cooked and cleaned. Right. I made the money. I paid the rent. And he did all the shit had nothing to do with gender. It was about availability and see like a lot of men with a warped mindset. And there's a lot of women with warped mindsets too. I'm just talking specifically about that mindset. Like a lot of people who men who think that way, they're annoyed that they have to be the breadwinner. And that's why they're being really angry about women not cooking and cleaning. And it's like, babe, you don't have to be the breadwinner. Like, like I said, you can find that Tumblr poly girl. Like right. she's richer than I will ever be. She's richer than any girl you've probably ever dated. If you want to literally cosplay a woman all day, which you think equates to cooking and cleaning, go find a rich woman and you can be the cook and cleaner. You literally are allowed to. It's okay. You have permission. It's 2022. Right. You're allowed to do that. You no, don't I, have to. I literally would have, Ranch and I would have conversations where I'd be like, look, if it comes down to it, I would be honored if you would be our children's stay at home dad. And you'd be like, that would be really nice. Like, and there wasn't any like gender stuff in this space. It was just like, oh, actually, I'm good at this. You're good at this. That's the whole thing. It's like yeah. these, all of these programs though, where it's like men equals women equals are, 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 they're just like, they're, they're days past. Like they're just, they're, yeah. It's it, like Elon's quoting the Bible. He may or may not start quoting why men love bitches too. At the end of the day, I think we're moving out of, it's not about they, them, but it is about moving out of this binary system of, of classifying and identifying and then expecting X, Y, and Z of someone because of their race, their class, or their gender. It's like, actually people are people. We contain multitudes and lifetimes and generational traumas, karmas past. And every person is a person. And when you find a person that you match with, you know, uh, God forbid, Nick not only could work on the car, but wanted to go see Les Mis. Oh, wait, he does. Cool. I know. Exactly. And I dated a guy in my early twenties who was like, not trying to ever have like a really great career. And I'm like, even if I have a really great career in the field that I'm in, it's never going to be enough for a two income household. And he would always be like, I would love to be a stay at home dad. And in the back of my mind, I was like, am I a bitch? Because I don't think that's going to work. Like, no, it's not going to work. He's going to need to, he's going to need to go find a very wealthy woman or a working woman. That actually is exactly when I was making a lot of money, I was fine with it. I thought, great. I love what I do. And if I did make a lot of money, I would be fine with it. I was just like, I really can't bet on me making six figures on my own. I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not really happy to make that bet. And I don't want to like, that's not going to be good for either of us. Well, but it's also like, okay, you can make that bet. There's a huge difference between you making that bet on yourself from a place of like, I believe, oh my God, I I don't mean to sing R. Kelly, fuck. But it's like, it's (laughs) like from a place of just like, I know, I I know I can be what I want to be. Okay. I'm trying to pivot rappers, but it's like, it's like, if you're doing it from a place of okay, I know that I, I don't really think that I can, but now that now I have to make six figures in order to take care of my, my man child, 
not only would it be way harder to get to that six figures, but the minute that you do, you will resent the shit out of him. Like we can't do anything that is even, we can't do anything that's out of our comfort zone, especially we, we should do things that are out of our comfort zones, but we can't do anything that's out of our comfort zone from a place of like, we're trying to like overcompensate for someone else because we will get it. We will achieve the thing we want. And then we will have a horrible experience of it because it's not coming from the right place. Right. And like, what could I have done? That's a, like what I do now, what I want to do. Yeah. There could be a lightning strike that makes me make a ton of money. And I work really, really hard. And I really hope that happens. But like, in terms of the usual career trajectory of someone with my skills and my resume, you're a journalist from a family of journalists, right? It's not a safe bet for me to have a spouse relying on me for money of any gender. (laughs) Like, it's I could like maybe just about make it if I was a single mom and I like drastically moved somewhere way, way, way cheaper than any of the jobs that I can get. You know, it's just a casual. It's just the thing of my industry. Okay. So why do you think Elon, what is his motivation behind this reinstatement of all the haters? Okay. I think Elon is trying to prove to everyone that he is the most galaxy brain entrepreneur that ever lived. He basically said offhandedly, like, I should just buy Twitter because I'll run it better than them. Because a lot of people like him, a lot of these quote unquote free thinkers, they thought Twitter had a liberal bias. Me and my mom got in a fight with my dad about this when I was home because we were, I mean, no, we fight about literally we never have real family fights. We have fights this about is the fight. Yeah. Yeah. We have fights about the news and it's literally, like I said, our love language. It's what we do. And 100%. when I go into other people's family situations and they're not talking about current events, I'm like, what, when are the, when is the real conversation going to start? Like, what are we doing? Like small talk. I cannot do when I'm with someone else's family and they're all like, so-and-so got married. I'm like, oh my God, put a bullet in my head. But anyway, so we were talking about this because like, you know, you can get banned for misgendering someone on Twitter. And some people on the right would say that's an infringement on freedom of speech. I would argue, I mean, you could argue, well, Twitter is not a governing body. It cannot, by virtue of what freedom of speech is, it cannot infringe on it. Only a government body can infringe on freedom of speech. Well, at the same time, Twitter effectively has like a monopoly on this type of conversation. Like no one else really provides a service that Twitter does. So even though it's not a government entity, it still is moderating people's speech. Um, So then the other argument is, okay, well, it's doing that because too many big platforms would quit and it would go bust if they didn't take that action, because that considered that right now is considered to be the politically correct action when you misgender someone you need to like penalize them in a workplace in wherever you have to be like no you can't do that so there's a lot of different schools of thought about it his but of course you know obviously everyone has their own thoughts but loosely left-wing believes yes this is correct this is what should we what we should do and i mean left-wing in the american sense not in the real sense because there is no american left-wing as we've said many times and right-wing is like, no, you should be able to say whatever you want. So Elon wants to prove that he is smarter than everyone. And he wants to prove that he can unite the clans. He can unite both sides. And he can be like, it's a Braveheart reference, not a KKK reference. Don't worry. (laughs) Unite the clans. He says it, Mel Gibson or someone. What was his big line? He's like, 
You can take our lives, but you cannot take our freedom. Right. You can take our lives, but you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so he's trying to be like, no, no, you no. Cannot, you can take our lives, but you cannot take our tweets. Yeah, exactly. Elon is trying to own the libs. He's trying to own the libs. He's like, no, you silly liberals. Uh, you can allow free speech. You can foster ideas and discussion, which I see that point as well. I do think like, you know, anytime I, most of the time, if I'm talking to someone who's like sexist, I can get them to see my point. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And that's great. But I would kill for I would kill for a meeting of the minds between Molly Molshine and Andrew Tate. I would love to hear. I'll send you some of the choice clips that I was listening to of his because well, like, he, he really is demented. He sounds demented, like he hates women. He would be he would be probably too far gone. I'm talking about people that I would encounter in everyday life. Like like if a guy is like a party, a guy at a party. If a guy, yeah, if a guy's like, well, you know, the wage gap isn't real because women are kindergarten teachers. Should they make the same as a CEO? Right. Well, like, why not, first of all? And second of all, if men were kindergarten teachers, they would. Like, the right. minute that the minute that men started being superintendents of school, it became a six-figure-a-year job. That wow, was not that true. Yes. There were, that was not a thing. The freaking superintendent of my school district that had, like, 500 kids in it made six figures. Wow. But, like, right, when that was a woman's job, it didn't. Right. There's no way that a woman ever got rich being a superintendent and this guy had a McMansion. Like, sorry. There was a shift when they started being like, you know what? Actually, like they need to make more money and, and women benefit from it now. There are female (laughs) superintendents, obviously, but it's like, we don't perceive, we don't perceive women's work as valuable. What does a repairman get paid versus a cleaning lady when they're both like keeping your house up, you know? But that's my point is just that like, if you talk about these things, you can learn more about each other and you can like bring down the walls, maybe not on the internet, but Elon is trying to be like, no, you silly libs. I know how to do it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix society and I'm going to make it profitable. I think that's really his goal is to be like, you know, this Twitter's been a sinking ship. It's right. not, you know, like it's not a growing platform. It might, he keeps saying that it is, which, but I need to see the fact. Well, I guess it also would just need to like, it, like growth in terms of what, you know, like I feel like new users but that still doesn't mean bottom line right but like if it's not growing users then then there's right it's 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 gonna start losing users and it just it just needs eyeballs the people i would love stats on that though i agree with you like i I would love to know how many new users like i want to know what the trajectory has been yeah he claims that like 25 million new ones or something i don't know that's so many there's just no way there's There's no way I don't remember what he said. That might not even be what he said. So everyone don't take his tweets word for it or my word for it. Google it because I'm sure someone has fact checked it, yeah. fact checked it somewhere. But yeah, I think that's all he wants. He just wants to look smart. He wants everyone to be like, yeah, Elon, you did it. Especially because so many of his things don't come to fruition. I know that's what's, I mean, okay. So we don't really have time for it now, but if you guys are interested, let us know. But like, I am loving this SBF Caroline Ellison come down the FTX crash. And I just feel like there is this weird, I just feel like we're in this, like, hopefully the end of this current hellscape moment, but where it's just like, I think this, like everything is revealing that like, not only is classism extremely fucking real, but Mm -hmm. that like, if you're in a certain echelon and you have 
have all the money, that also simultaneously means or can mean or will likely mean you also don't have any money. Like there's this weird, yeah. like, it's like, the yeah, Elon has all this money stuff. to keep investing and yet nothing, right, the, with valuation and with like networking and how much like, like, like Kanye calling himself a billionaire one day and two days later being like, JK, it's like 600 mil. It's like, okay, then you were never a billionaire. Right. Well, we get into that tangent. I have five minutes. We, we, maybe we should talk about that because I have But to be continued, if you guys want to know, it's really yeah. fun. I've been getting into it. It's crazy. Well, that's the thing. Money is the real privilege. Like we talk about pretty privilege and race privilege and which are all real to an extent. Thin privilege for sure. Money, you can have the most jacked up teeth in the world and if you got money <laughs> she's having sex with like 50 people but caroline ellison being that twitty poly girl that you're twitter poly girl that you're talking about does say a lot right and it's the confidence that money gives you and the boredom i think right but we'll talk about it we'll talk about that to be continued on that we gotta go soon any final thoughts okay we gotta just really quick touch on shep rose talking yeah, about so- who is Shep Rose? I don't even know who that is. I barely know. I, I only know because of what people said. So, okay, Shep Rose, this guy from Southern Charm, uh, he retweets a picture of Pete Davidson and Harry Styles. And they're both wearing, like, neon clothes. Pete's wearing a kitten t not Pete's best outfit, kitten T-shirt with a purple cardigan and a necklace and the bleached hair. Uh, Harry Styles is wearing also a green Marge Simpson necklace and a shirt with strawberries all over it. They both look like goofs, but they're hot. Like, whatever. Sorry. So this guy, Shep Rose, he retweets it and goes, guess I'm an old fucker, but I feel like if I walk into a room and these two guys are there looking like this, I have zero anxiety about trying to get the girl. I mean, zero. I know their resume is impressive, but shrug emoji, strip away the celebrity for one second and consider it. What I will say to that is I did strip away the celebrity for my entire early twenties. I dated skinny guys with tattoos (laughs) who wanted to be stay at home dads. And I really liked them and same, same. <laughs> this guy is like strip away the celebrity you're a wannabe celebrity you're on a reality show their resume is better than yours right and also like cute blue check mark molly has one too who are you <laughs> right, exactly. we don't know who you are and it's also like funny too because just like in the context of this sort of like you know, this was like a an end of season just review of what's going on uh, before we enter into Sagittarius season tomorrow. But like, it's kind of funny because we're talking about like Andrew Tate, like being this like alpha male, you know, yeah. and like Kanye's man, you fashion man, but man. And, you know, Elon have all the babies. I'm just not guy, you know, all these like man, man. It's like the on the flip side is like. Yeah, like Pete Davidson and Harry Styles with butterfly clips in their hair. And it's actually like, you know, they are getting the girls. So, (laughs) Andrew, you might want to think about All the boys are imploding. The boys are imploding. Right. and it's not even because of the girls. Like, the girls don't even care. I mean, we're talking about it for two hours. but We've had to operate around the idiocy of men for millennia. Right. We're not that we're like, yeah, whatever. We're still going to talk in our girl code and get our periods at the same time. You guys do your thing. Right. And Harry Styles just went through a breakup. He's like kind of a serial monogamist. What are you talking about? All the girls he's getting like, yes, he's a sex symbol, but like, I don't know. It's just funny. This guy is like imagining a scenario where he's at a party and these two guys get more girls than him. And it's like, babe, why? It's like, well, it's like, he's I can relate just- to that level of, of toxic brainstorming, but sure. 
No, but it's almost like what he's doing, maybe without even knowing it, is like manifesting a scenario where he would be at the same party as these guys. He's just like, I hope I get the chance to try to steal your girl. You know, he's like, but really, otherwise, we're just like, cool, blue check mark. We have no idea who you are. And okay, last. And like, what what party are you going to where there's only one girl? He specified, I'm walking into this party and I have zero anxiety, anxiety about trying to get the girl. In his head, there's one girl and the three of them. And I don't know, everyone else is genderless or or distracted. And these three are are fighting over the girl. And not and to mention though, like if you're actually using like what we do know about people that we've heard of before, when we're talking about the girl, we're talking about Olivia Wilde, Kim Kardashian, Emily Rajakowski, Kate Beckinsale. You think Chip? Yeah. You think <laughs> that had you been there in the meeting of all of these minds. You would have ended up with Kardashian. You you would have ended up being with Olivia Wilde. I don't. You might want to think about that, Sheppy Shep. I do have to say, Shep is more my type and probably yours as well. What does he do? Who who is he? He's on Southern Charm. Okay, that actually is appealing to me. I'll have to take a look. But either way, it's not a competition, Shep. You're all. You're all doing your best, staying on the Twitter right. sphere and finding the the woman that is right for you. There's a place for everyone, and it's also uh-huh. more about, it's more vibe than resume. I've never looked at a guy's resume. He's like strip away the resume. I'm not like, ooh, you know what, Pete Davidson? He was on SNL. I would never go for a guy because he's on SNL. I think I would go for a guy because he's got the confidence that it takes to get to SNL, maybe. But sure. like, there's plenty of douchey guys with very impressive resumes that have like hit on me and you, I'm sure. That I was just like, eh, not the vibe. But also it reminded me, like the resume thing. It's like, have you met a woman? Like like Lamar Odom said on his podcast like two weeks ago, he was like, you know what? If Tom Brady gets one more Super Bowl ring, she's going to come crawling back. And it's like, <laughs> that is not how women's brains work. Like we're what? not like. No, but oh, that is, is truly how an addict. No, that is an addict. That's that is true. an addict's brain working at his finest. Like my last hit, one more big hit, and then <laughs> yeah, so uh, Lammy, you don't need any more of the crack cocaine, and he doesn't need another Super Bowl win. Okay, let's evolve, my brothers. Yeah, I just love these guys. I hope they all figure it out because I do want them to feel better. I want them all to feel better and stop like having these temper tantrums. I mean, Shep, that one's funny. Whatever, who cares? All the rest of them, it's just like. <laughs> the 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 temper tantrums the hijinks the overtures for attention all at this like in in this desperate gasp to show that they're manly it's like dude it's strong and silent is great you can talk too but like if you're really trying to prove that you're talking i'll do the talking molly and i can talk right there's no the view with men Oh, true. Well, I guess like Sports Center, maybe. Yeah, I guess like the entire rest of the ESPN. <laughs> yeah, actually, every actually Twitter. Twitter is sort of the the men's uh, wheelhouse. Now, the I guess this is not that interesting. But last question I have: Harry and Olivia. You had said before that you think it was like a PR stunt. What are you feeling about this breakup? I don't think it was a PR stunt. I think it was real, but I think they also maximized all the PR they could sure, get out yeah, of it, yeah, the yeah. movie thing. And, and now think, it's like, I think he's touring and now she's like, okay, I have to go repair my relationship with my children. Yeah. And I think also like maybe some handlers got involved on both sides and were like, look, the expiration date of when this was cute and good for right. <laughs> has passed. 
and the movie is streaming now the movie is streaming you guys are off the hook right they're kind of like the too much has come out this is this has toxic energy like if they really wanted to come through with their career and I think they're both careerists I think they both care more about their career than anything else thousand percent no like Harry comes across like he can't he doesn't have a thought in his head I think he (laughs) does have some primal urge to like keep going and keep doing this I mean his schedule's absurd and he's incredible at what he does you know totally like I don't think he's like you know I don't know, but I, I think they're both so careerist that once they got an inkling that this was actually starting to hurt them, they're kind of like, you know what? I actually don't find you as attractive as I thought I did, you yeah. know, when there's nothing wrong with that. I think they're both looking out for themselves. Did you watch, did you see don't, don't worry, darling yet? No. Where is it streaming? I don't think it is HBO, HBO. Oh, there's no HBO. in. if any- I give you my, if I give you my password, can you go on the computer? I have it. I just have to use a VPN and, and I, I mean, I have my, I have someone else, I have my mom's password. Maybe I've used a VPN. And I can't get it on my TV. I can't get how it. How annoying. There's no HBO. Can you believe how they live? That's like there? no HBO, no Hulu. No, they, no they washer farm. dryers, no iced coffees. Right. They farm all the HBO shows out to different networks. So the shows are here. There's not, there's just not one streaming service for it. You know what else? And I hope some British people are listening right now. Hello. I, I need to know if there is any nail salon in London where they sanitize the instruments between clients. I know she's screaming. They They don't. don't. That's not a, that is, you know what though? It's almost like I haven't seen enough British people's nails to know, but like if if they do the teeth the same way, we're getting it a little bit now, but what is with, that is so disgusting. This is a weird, really weird thing. I was getting my nails done today and this really weird thought that I had. American public places, I mean, I'm comparing to New York, which is filthy, obviously. Our public places are filthy and we're so anal about our hygiene. Whereas in Europe, there's so much better street hygiene, let's say. The streets are cleaner. There's less homelessness. People are taking care of. There's a safety net. The toothbrushing, the the germs, it's not not as good of a I don't know if it comes from us not having that safety net where like our spaces and not having the tax like we don't want our tax dollars to clean the streets we want to send them to the Middle East to get oil and start stupid wars like I don't know where it comes from this disconnect but yeah their dirty salons are their nail salons are dirty stanking that's like deeply upsetting and hazardous for everyone you could get an infection do you want to hear two words that yeah. you've never heard before that are going to make you throw up on the spot? Yeah. Dry pedicure. What? They do a dry pedicure. Wait, wait, wait. You, you don't soak your feet? Nope. So I first discovered this in Belfast, which is Ireland, but simple, similar, uh, similar beauty infrastructure. Um, I went to get my nails done, a pedicure before a wedding. And I was wearing like shoes with socks. And the girl was just like, okay, take your shoes off. And I was like, we're sitting in a mall. What do you mean? Yeah, it's your like, sweaty, just... smelly feet where she had them in her face. Yeah. And then she just bent over and did my toenails. And then the hair, the nail salon that I usually go to around the corner from my apartment. And everyone says to me, no, I'll find you one. That's not like this. I've been to I have to have been to 20 nail salons in London at this point. None of them sanitize the instruments in between. They do not have that thing of barbicide. They're just 
dry in the air. All the instruments, they never, ever clean them. They don't wash their hands between clients. They don't have you wash your hands before they start. I was sitting today. They, they, uh, they use their nail to push your cuticles in. No. It's horrifying. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is why I tried to get used to not getting gels, but they don't stay long enough. And I end up, my cuticles become a mess. I need the gels for some reason. It keeps me from picking my cuticles. I, I was like, just sitting there. I'm like the whole time. This is so disgusting. I have, I have definitely have people's other people's poop molecules under my nails. Now. I feel like you're telling me like in the back of a restaurant, they're like, they're like dry washing the silverware, which is like they just wipe it with a napkin and then put it back in the thing. It's like they probably do. Ugh. Like I went to this salon around the corner for me one time in the summer last year. They were they did a dry pedicure on this one girl, and my turn was next. And the girl's like, "Okay, come here." And I was like, "Oh, do you want to wash your hands in between?" I tried to say it the nicest way I possibly could. I was like, "Oh, do you want to wash your hands? I'll wash mine too." And she was like, "No, no, it's okay." I, after she was just touching some other person's feet in the middle of summer. You know what it is though? That's probably like the laziness of, of national health care. It's like, oh, whatever. You get an infection, you go to the doctor. I know. I know. That's, and it's also just like the laziness of not needing to worry as much about making money, you know? Right. Side note, another disgusting thing to your point about America's cleaner in certain ways. I went out to the comedy club last night. I went out with Chloe. Chloe and I went out. Oh, and nice. I, I was on the subway on the way home, proud of myself, taking the subway, don't even take a cab, I'm a big girl, and I go down to the platform. Oh, don't sell yourself short. I'm sure you took the subway 24-7 when you lived there. Mm. Really? You're one of those? Oh, my God, that's so funny. I liked, I mean, if ideal world, I drive myself everywhere, yeah. but, um, but the, I mean, yeah, like when I live, yeah, of course I did, you know, but post-COVID, I really haven't that much, and, but so I get on the subway. I'm standing there and I notice that the guy standing next to me whips his dick out and starts peeing. No, I had a, I couldn't help myself. So I went like this. I went, right. And so I just like turned and walked the other direction. This is where New York is demented. Not only was the guy just peeing on, on the ground in, it wasn't even into the tracks. It was just splashing up on his little shoes then he saw that I saw his dick and him peeing and I went, Ugh, and I walked the other way. He followed after me wagging, like as if he was drying off his dick, but he was wagging his little dick at me. And no. there are just other people there. I'm like, somebody intervene. Like That's fucked up. And that no fuck? one, intervened. that's not okay. That's he not was like, cool. was like, he was like, <laughs> and I was just Ooh. like, what the fuck? That's hey, not fucking city. I know that's not how New York is supposed to be. New York is supposed to be something fucked up happens and someone steps in and goes, Hey, right. It's holiday season. Let's make a Christmas movie out of this meat cute. Get this guy's dick away from me. Right. Like, what is this Paris? That's Uh, the kind of thing you expect in Paris. Really? For someone to do that. And everyone to sit there like they have never seen a human being before in their lives. Right. And also like the babies are chain smoking. Right. Now here's what happens in London. I had one guy, um, I was coming back from a show. See, this is why it's like, I hate doing shows because they're always so far away and you're coming back on the train late at night and you're just like, it is a little sketchy and guys like minimize it. They're like, Oh, come on. Don't be like that. And I'm like, no, like I was coming back from a show a few weeks ago and this guy sat down across the aisle from me and started jerking it over his pants, luckily. But like I had wanted, I had sat, saw him sit down and he immediately 
it was a train, not a subway. So there's two seats. He immediately laid down horizontal across the two seats with his and put his coat over his lap. And I was like, should I move? And then I was like, no, I'm being a bitch. Like he's probably <laughs> had a long day at work, just like me. He's just taking a nap. And then like 10 minutes later, I look over and he's just like stroking it. Like, and uh, it sucked. But listen, here's what usually happens in London. <laughs> You don't get as much. Everyone's going to get mad at me. I hope now I hope there's no British people listening. They've turned it off already ever since I blew up. I, I blew up their nail salon scandal. You guys so, have athletes foot. Yeah. In London, what you will see and all my other friends who are American who have moved here will confirm shocking. Most shocking thing you see on the subway. Businessmen picking their noses and eating it. Oh, 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 oh. Picking their nose all the time. And eating it. Yeah. Well, sometimes they eat it. Other times they just look at it and then put their hand down. <laughs> what the fuck? So these like grown men who are otherwise like gainfully employed, normal people in a suit picking their nose. Like, and I posted about it on Instagram and, and my British friend was like, come on, so much more fucked up shit goes on in the New York subway. And I was like, I know, but like. I know, but this is a different level of, this is a different type of fucked up. These but guys isn't it should kind know of, better. Isn't it everything that we're talking about though, that where it's like, oh, this guy who should know better in a suit being that breadwinning masculine man is like just out here picking his nose on the train. It's like, no, the, the men have had a wonderful run of controlling and maintaining the power structures up until this point, And now on the count of three, one, two, three and sleep. Yeah, but I I just think that picking your nose in public is the kind of thing that it it signifies to me that you have alpha potential because you don't care about other people. But I, I agree, but it's in like, terms of like what alpha has meant up to this moment. Well, that's what I mean. It's like it's like more of the same where it's like, oh, because I'm a man and I have job like and I'm just I'm not disgusting. I just have a booger. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I guess maybe they don't bully kids for picking their noses here. Like when I was little, it was like, if someone in the class was picking their nose, someone else would be like, oh my God, she's picking her nose and like laugh oh, at yeah. them. Oh, right? no, it was an absolute go to the bathroom type of deal. Yeah. I, and I like, fart and pick my nose in grade school. Right. And you would get it drilled into your head. Like, do not pick your nose in public. Like, I don't even think I've ever picked my nose in private because I'm so nervous that like someone's going to find out. Wow. Well, not that I... I w- did when I was a kid. I, that was not a story about me, but I, I mean, now that it's here. now that it's about to be sad season, I I invite you to set yourself a little free, and if you have a booger in there, get it out privately just to feel the thrill. But in general, no, it's not. You're not missing out on that much. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like just blow your nose. Exactly. Just blow your nose. Just blow your nose, guys. I do want to say at the hair at the nail salon, this woman was coughing up a lung the entire time I was there. She had a mask on. So I'm like, you know what? All right. All right. Thank you for masking up, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you. Cough away. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. I think that was, you know, every 20 minute app turns into a, we just can't help it. We're, we have the gift of gab. Thanks everyone for listening. Please subscribe to patreon.com slash space trash podcast for talking a lot about stuff we can, we you can, be can talk about, about it stuff you're gonna want to join and we'll have an all-new patreon only episode i'm gonna want to join before that because what's it gonna be that's what i meant to say right right but otherwise enjoy this leave a five-star review come to the moon you on the 23rd and follow us on all the stuff 
and honestly share this, like make a post of it, share it on social media. Like we are, we know that we can't compete with the Andrew Tates and the Kanye's and then the Twitter sphere, but we absolutely hope that this is like a, a friend to friend hot tip. Great pod. Yeah, totally. But thanks for listening. See you guys later. <laughs> space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.